Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, you guys, on this week's episode of Divine Throughline. I'm going to play you guys an excerpt of a recorded conversation between the big mountain skier, Lindsay Dyer, and myself. Um, We actually talked for a long time, for hours, and the recording cut out kind of abruptly in the middle after about 30 minutes. So um, I'm sorry, (laughs) I can't even remember what we talked about, but I know we we ended up going pretty deep. Um, But for some reason, it wasn't meant to be. However, I did want to share with you guys um, at least 30 minutes of this conversation. Uh, This is a person that I um, have met actually on social media and been a fan of hers and happy for her and excited for her as I've seen her process of um, being a woman, doing extraordinary things, um, an athlete who is facing her fears and embodying kind of the best version of what it means to be a woman in her superpower. So Lindsay Dyer is a big mountain skier. Uh, That means she jumps off of extremely big mountains. And um, I always say that possibly in another life, I would have loved to have been her. So anyway, we talk a little bit about all of this, kind of a mutual girl crush. And Lindsay came down to help me promote my book, which was really super sweet. The track that I opened the episode with is Inside City. And it was the music that we used for this really fun video that we did with Lindsay and Travis Brewer, who is a ninja warrior. And they both came down and he did some backflips and anyway, some stand-up paddle and just hanging out, enjoying cheese and each other on the beach in Malibu at my friend June's house. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. It's very raw and very real. Um, So check it out. Here's Lindsay Dyer and Srimati sharing wisdom at Jai House in the meditation room. Hope you like it. Okay, so I'll just um, introduce myself. My name's Lindsay Dyer, and I am a professional big mountain skier. Uh, and Julie invited, I felt so fortunate that Julie invited me to, to come to this, in my opinion, extremely special book launch. But to me, it's not just a book launch. (laughs) This to me is a, a meeting of the divine feminine in honor of the divine feminine. Uh, and I came for ceremony. Uh, I live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, I don't get out to California ever, uh, so this is a huge treat to be here. Uh, And it's been really difficult for me to find female role models that I feel like are holding it down and speaking truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so to find Julie through Rich's podcast has been been great. I mean, when I'm really having a hard day, I will search for your healing meditations Mm -hmm. and do one. You know, on the plane, I've done them in the highest altitudes in the backcountry uh and it's that truth that you can hold down and i i really um i'm here to hold space for you tonight um and and uh i think the the more success sometimes we find the more chances we have to fall so i'm also holding space for you to stay in your humility and remember to always remember who you are and where you came from 
And so today I'd really just like to um, help be a conduit for, I think that uh, you are bringing in some real truths and if I can just help you hold even more space for that, that's even what today means to me. Um, so I, I hope not to speak any more than this really, other than to channel some good questions uh, that we all might have that, uh, that I think you might have some beautiful answers to. Um, so I guess in, just if anything, just thank you. Thank you for going through your shit. Um, uh, Lots of shit. I think that's what it takes. I think uh, anyone who says that they're not or they haven't, like I don't really care what they have to say then um, because, uh, yeah, we're all tested. So um, I guess I would just like to start by saying, what does today mean to you? Oh, and wow. how thank long you. has it been in coming? And, yeah. yeah, so I'm just sitting here in my meditation room and I'm, I'm uh, just sort of noodling on my sitar just as a, as a energetic grounding and healing and connection to healing energy. Um, but I wanted to also just, uh, it's so beautiful and exhilarating for me to hear you uh, say that you listened to my meditation before your skiing. And you know, you just called yourself a big mountain skiing. Uh, I just want everybody to know uh, that means she jumps off really fucking big mountains, like bigger than you would ever imagine. Like the kind of mountains that, you know, gods live in actually, uh, you know, in the ancient texts and, you know, we believe and know that mountains are ancient beings. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That just fell off. You got to hold the top here. No more tea. Here, this one. Honey. Oh, that. Yeah. Sorry. I tricked you. We had two teacups going here. Um, but anyway, it's kind of, um, what's amazing to me about your, you know, what you do is, is I imagine myself, uh, and, you know, possibly facing fear and, and challenging myself in the way that you do. And, uh, I think you're facing your very, uh, darkness and fear and you're having to really dig, you know, beyond what normal people do, I think on a daily basis. And I think that's why when you text me and tell me that you're, you know, getting ready to jump and that you just finished Jai release that I'm just like, I mean, that's just like, so I'm like, whoa, that's so crazy. So anyway, so I'm going to put my instrument down now. Um, and so that I can talk to you. But, um, let's see. So let's see. So the book launch, this is so beautiful that I get this opportunity before I go down and start prepping my cheese boards and uh, getting the meal ready for my guests to arrive. But, you know, I was really feeling into this book for me as it's, um, it's a point of initiation for me as a being and, I'm gathering a lot of energy that I've cultivated over many lifetimes. And this is a, a book on plant-based cheese, but it's, it's my first solo book, um, my first uh, solo authored published book. And um, there's something, of course, much greater than just food. Um, food is really amazing and it's a portal to our, our deeper aspects of ourselves. But, um, and this is a creative expression that I co-created along with a very dear um, ally of mine, uh, Leah Morosevich, who photographed this alongside of me. Um, so it's been an incredible journey, and I really wanted to uh, 
kick this off with a with a true spiritual ceremony and ritual. And you know, I have seen ritual and ceremony um, materialize in my life. I mean, actually, actually um, affect a certain uh, event or uh, trajectory or outcome or manifestation. And I'm old enough now, <laughs> I'm going to be 55 this year, um, but I'm old enough to have seen these rituals actually uh, manifest. And it's a little bit tricky for us to really believe, I think, as humans in the modern world. Uh, we're so busy and we're so in our modern lives and you know, running here, running there, traveling, acquiring things, um, watching other people's lives, <laughs> um, that uh, when, when we really think about if we sat down and we set an intention and we lit a candle and we made an offering in silence, um, and we offered this with all the reverence that we have um, in devotion, on our knees, in complete love and reverence for this force that is breathing us in every moment. Um, those moments of ritual and ceremony, they actually mean something. They actually affect something. And I have seen uh, a miraculous life because of that ritual. And I would say that I, my life has blessed me with so many miracles and so many delightful surprises and synchronicities, beyond synchronicities. I mean, things that would just blow your mind that have happened. Uh, such as? Such as, well, um, you know, I've had rainbows created, actually physical rainbows in the sky created by the David realm because you know, three times in my life and three times, it wasn't a little, it wasn't like, oh, I want a rainbow. You know, it was some pivotal point where that was affecting my family in a very deep way. Um, and uh, I would, you know, um, maybe offer a very true heartfelt intention with everything that I had. And then much to my complete, you know, surprise there was a physical rainbow right over my house in an area where rainbows don't appear. I mean, I've lived here 15 years, no, eight, well, yeah, 15 years, and I've only seen a rainbow in the vicinity uh, like four times, and three of those times I called it. <laughs> yeah, I can confirm. This is high desert, beautiful. Yeah, there's no clouds around. Right. So it's really strange. But, I mean, getting back to the book launch, the reason that I wanted to... Um, gather uh, women together to activate this project, to celebrate this project um, as an initiation point, not just for me, for all of us, for this cosmic fem feminine energy that is igniting and being born on this planet in a way that none of us have really even ever seen before because it hasn't really existed here in a, in a pure form. It's been uh, you know, changed and manipulated and suppressed and, you know, all kinds of things. So it's a moment in time where uh, this is what we incarnated for. This is our moment. And let me be clear, um, I'm not, um, I love the masculine energy in order to be a balanced, divine, enlightened being. You need both frequencies operating at you, you know, within you in, in complete harmony. Uh, however, this planet has been run by masculine energies and a patriarchal system, and it's been way out of balance in the other direction for thousands of years, which is why we have so many issues. So today, on this day of my book, I'm celebrating the cosmic feminine 
Um, and, uh, and, and that includes any, any being, every being who has a feminine energy within them. So that's everyone. But as we are gathering today, it's, it's a gathering of women. Uh, I wanted to celebrate and acknowledge so many women in my life. Um, we are multifaceted. Uh, we are sheroes. We are, we are the ones, you know, and, and, if you're a woman and you're listening to this, you, you know that I know you. You know that. We know what we go through with um, taking care of the family, um, healing our men, um, holding space for the masculine, uh, being the Lakshmi of many hands, doing multiple things at one time. And we are you know, the guardians for peace, the guardians for nourishment, for... Um, you know, for really reaching a higher ground. And again, this energy can exist in, in anyone, no matter what their sexual preference, no matter what their physical uh, body, you know, genitalia is. This is about an inner frequency. So, so this is why I, I gathered uh, these people here tonight. So what intention might you have with that? You know, uh, how, how do you see this ideally manifesting? Or do you leave that up to... Do not do not look for an outside manifestation. Like yes, that. so that's a super good question, and I think that uh, in a very basic um, um, sort of level of manifesting or communing with that which is beyond us is uh, we might you know you might hear people making vision boards or you know you say well what do you want you know get very specific or like for instance Esther Hicks and. Um, it's a it's a channeled sort of work that's really beautiful and really positive and you know certainly has positive aspects, and yet what I'm talking about is something entirely different. So it's where you, um, you know, you have a vision, you have an intention, um, but above all, you have the commitment, you have the willingness to take the responsibility, the courage to face all imbalances within yourself, understanding that when these things arise within you and in your emotional body, it's for you to heal them. It's not for, it's not somebody else's responsibility. So to, um, to have the responsibility, have the commitment and have the courage to show up and remain devoted no matter the outcome. And then on top of that, when the outcome is challenging you, is to hold that faith, that extreme faith in knowing that the divine plan is operating exactly as it should be, that there is nothing that is happening in your life that is not a divine manifestation. And so we become more like servants of source. You know, I serve that source above all, and that is my primary connection and relationship. That's your boss. I like to call it. I know who my boss is. The boss. The boss. That's a cute little word. <laughs> cute little thing. Yeah. So, um, so my intention for this, for me, it's it's um it's self. I mean, it's it's kind of selfish in a nice way. Selfful. It is my book. It is my book launch, <laughs> and uh, this is a moment that you know I agreed and I'm willing to step out into public eye and take responsibility, and I'll work as hard as I need to to be able to show up for all those opportunities that are in alignment with what I'm doing. Um, so it is. It's an initiation. I think it's a moment of gathering energy from all of my lifetimes, simultaneous lifetimes, multidimensional uh, realities, to harness all of my talents, reclaim all of my energy, and to be directly connected to source so that I may serve and fulfill my mission at the highest level. And I 
uh, offer this to everyone in the circle tonight. So people will have the opportunity to either witness me or to join in and activate their own. And above all, it's an agreement in the circle that we will hold space for each other despite all appearances to the contrary. So it means that I will hold you in your highest vision constantly, always, no matter what's happening in your life. And that's my commitment to Christ in action. And I'm talking about Christ as a Christiac um, form. So it's K-R-Y-S-T. So it's Christala. It's an energetic. But it is that as a divine human being, we are we are sons of God. We are solar beings walking on earth. We are divine beings in a sacred body walking on earth. And each one of us was created in perfection. I mean, I can't do what you do, Lindsay. I can't do, I can't do 1% of what you do. And because you exist, you bless me and I can do what I need to do. So this whole idea of comparing or you know, somebody has a family, or, you know, like I have a family and kids and I've been married three times and I have, you know, five children and, uh, it, you know, uh, and then comparing to another woman who, you know, might be in a relationship with another woman or someone who chose not to have children. It's not a contest, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not fulfilled as a woman if you don't have a relationship or you haven't given birth or that's not your choice or whatever, or it's just not your divine timing. Each one of us is uniquely designed for what we do. And so our biggest mission is to know ourselves. And what a beauty of life. I mean, how blessed are we that God set it up that way? That all, The only thing we really need to do right now is to know ourselves. And if you know yourself and you can be that without apology and without editing, then you bless everything in creation because you were created in harmony. You're a harmonious, you're an integral part of the, uh, of the play, of the, of the whole ecosystem. So, you know, it's, it's quite a beautiful life in that way, when you, when you meet it in that way. So what I'm doing tonight is uh, I actually have come into contact with some very amazing geometries that were created and they were channeled by a couple named Juliet and Jiva Carter and the name of their... Uh, work is called the template. And there are these new sacred geometries that they channeled um, that have come in that are the feminine expression of geometries that have existed on the planet for thousands of years. Um, and what's important is the interaction with the geometry. So it's not about a dogma or a system or following a guru or anything. And I do really do feel that a lot of us, we, we will be receiving these codes or we are receiving these codes and these geometries in a multitude of ways. I mean, you could be getting them on the top of the mountain when you're jumping out of that helicopter or whatever, however you do that. Um, how do you do that, by the way? Well, it's <laughs> funny that you say that because in meditation after my time in the mountains, so when I go out into the mountains, it's typically to get the shot, right? We're filming, we have, there's a lot of pressure to be efficient because it's expensive and it's dangerous and uh, there's a lot of, it's high intensity, stressful. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, in, in reflection and meditation, I've actually felt that as much as my ego thought that I was there for those reasons, um, it's very much, I felt like I was some sort of, um, beacon isn't the right word, but I guess like transmitter. Yes. Um, from the top of those, the highest, purest places. Yes. 
it was spirit was actually using me just to balance energy around. Like yes. I didn't have to ski. I didn't have to do anything except be in appreciation, which is what those places create. And I was doing my service. So as much as I would beat myself up for, you know, not skiing as to my ultimate potential or not getting as many, you know, just I'm still human. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and then coming back and sitting in meditation and realizing uh, just for showing up, it was enough. Well, you better believe it. And the other thing is, is it's like, this is what it is. Is It, um, it would be called a genetic path, path cutter uh, in, in some circles. And that would mean that you're being taken to certain acupuncture points on the exactly. planet. And you are that conduit. Because a lot of times when conduit. people... That was the word I Conduit. Okay. So sometimes people um, who question spirituality or they have you know, a lot of questions, they'll say, well, you know, well, if there's a God, then why can't, you know, he, they usually say he, but why can't they just come down and, you know, fix everything? Like, why is everything like this? And the thing is because, you know, this is a free will universe and it doesn't work that way. Um, and, uh, there isn't of course one God. (laughs) Um, it is a force. It is a, it is not a man and it is not, you know, someone with a wand that's judging you. It's a force, right? So the, the way that that works is they need, it has to have a human form to anchor into the land. So you're needed. You know, I have a friend of mine, Deb, who's, who's an extremely um, gifted healer and very beautiful yoga teacher and Ayurvedic practitioner. And she, uh, for a while in her life, she was basically in a relationship and just traveled to all these mountain peaks. And she, she wasn't, she doesn't ski big mountains like you, but she would hike you know, hike as high as she possibly could and, you know, in a kind of in a layman way and she would have these experiences, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's something extremely sacred about the mountain. And I think that's the thing that has linked me to you as well. And it's, it's, um, it's so beautiful. I mean, it's, it's magnificent, really. What, what you do is magnificent. I just feel so fortunate that she put me there. (laughs) I am very aware that I didn't get to choose. I mean, I'm I'm just a participant, and I'm so honored to be that representation for her. And so tell me, let's just ask, I'm going to turn this around on you a little bit. So how did you come to ski a big mountain like that? Like, how does one, how does that happen exactly? So I was born into the mountains. Uh, I was born into a ski family. My parents met on the mountain, and it was just the natural way, right? Mm. Um, that was a, how our family came together in fun and uh uh it didn't come to it 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 was just natural um and I can't say though that I was the most incredible skier you know I wasn't overly talented at all um it took it it has taken me longer to learn everything and I was it took me longer but I I blossomed into it but those are again on the human, the human sides, right? Like I can tell you the things that I won, but really I just love being out there. And I love the, the fact that the mountains create an equal playing field. They don't, they treat everyone the same. And if you put your time in you, there's no way you're going to experience flight until you put your time in, you know, uh, she humbles us all and she keeps us humble and small, but also shows us that we are so powerful beyond Mm -hmm. our wildest dreams. I've been able to do things on skis that humans shouldn't be, shouldn't be able (laughs) to do. And and just they've, the skis have allowed me to be in places that humans shouldn't 
be able to be. And I feel so fortunate to get to be in those high, pure places mm. to, to, I don't know, be in service. Yeah, you're in service. And, and, and when we are all in service, it's in fact a blessing for us. So it's this total open channel. You know, it's like a torus of energy that just keeps moving. There's no end to it. It just goes. It's like you give to her and she gives back and you give to her and she gives back. And mm-hmm. it's just completely filling you, filling you. But it's not easy. The tests are, are there on the top of the mountain <laughs> just as much as they are in everyday life, you know, and, and the consequences are bigger. Very and big, so, right. And I've learned the hard way many mm-hmm. times and uh, so that I had to listen mm-hmm. to my intuition. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. So tell me, so like just walk me through, you, you know, you make a plan. You're going to go up in a helicopter. You're going to go, you know, to the top of Mount Everest, which is what it looks like to me, <laughs> basically. I mean, you, the, what are the biggest mountains that you've skied in, in Alaska? Is that... Yeah, the biggest mountains I've skied are in Alaska, and that I wouldn't say elevation. Um, elevation, the highest, the higher mountains, you can't even really ski. That's either just it would be awful. So it's um, the pit. Like it's the people the... that want to ski Everest. I respect that, but I like fun. Um, yeah, and uh, they're not doing that for fun. Okay, <laughs> um, it's pure ice and rock, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's no oxygen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm following what feels good and magical, yeah. and right on the edge of my ability level. And that has taken me to Alaska. Uh, uh, the reason why uh, the pinnacle of skiing is in Alaska is because the conditions warrant it. Um, you can, because of the way the snow, uh, I could explain it, it could take too long, but the snow conditions there allow you to ski things that are so steep that snow typically wouldn't wouldn't stick to that, um, mm, okay. uh, that steep of a line. But because of the, the closeness to the ocean, uh, and the marine, you know, snowpack, it allows us to do things. Uh, <laughs> it's always the snow too. You know, you can say, oh, that's the best skier in the world. But the truth is she allowed you to be there. She, she created the, the conditions to allow whatever stunt you, you saw happen. Mm-hmm. So I still can't even take credit for some of the greatest things that I've done. It's because she, the conditions presented themselves on that day. And it might've been the only day that the conditions warranted that, you know, it's the same as these big wave surfers. Yes, you show up and you're there, but you have to show up day after day after day for the maybe chance that the conditions are going to be there and the money and the commitment, uh, and all of it that takes to be there on that day, um, is a lot. It takes everything. It's taken everything. I, uh, relationships, um, uh, where I live, <laughs> I don't yeah. live anywhere. So uh, it's taken a trade-off for sure. Wow, wow, that's so beautiful. So, what is like your mental? Like, take me through. Like, like I imagine if I put myself in your in your shoes, and I, and I've told you that I think in another life that I would be you. I would. There's something about there's something about you like jumping off mountains and like this when I see you skiing on those pitches. It just I have to almost like shout out loud when I see them. Like that's my reaction when I see them. Well, you probably are then, right? Maybe I guess. Exactly. Maybe I am, you are. guys. You think that? Wow, that would be amazing. Totally are. Also the bird people who fly in those suits. Mm-hmm. I just I can't I mean I I I just don't think I've seen anything more amazing than that. And I think part of that is that um you're facing your death. You're facing your physical mortality very viscerally. And so 
Do you think about that before you're skiing a mountain like that? Or can you not, you can't think of that? I think that one reason why we all love it so much is because it requires 100% of your focus on success. There is no room for failure in those, uh, in those situations. And it requires a hundred percent flow, a hundred percent. This is what I'm doing now, period. Any, any bit of, uh, giving energy to the potential of what could. Mm -mm. And, and yeah, you consider that before you consider all of the consequences, but, uh, once you're in every cell in your body is got to be in, I I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, I can't speak for everyone. That's just for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that's why we're all addicted to it because it's, it creates that, um, that space where everything quiets down, everything shuts down and you're so focused. You're so in the moment and so present and yeah, that's where the high comes from. It's amazing. And are you, what have you been able to take from that experience and apply into other areas of your life? Is it possible or is it just not the same thing? Because that, that, that seems to me like it could present a little bit of a challenge absolutely. in other areas of your life. And I think a lot of people have got fallen into that trap and I can tell you absolutely a hundred percent. The answer is meditation. Meditation mm. can take you further than the wing suitors suitors that you're talking about mm. meditation in meditation. There is, there are no limits mm. and yeah, it's great that we can take our physical bodies mm. and freaking spend all this money and get on a helicopter and burn <laughs> carbon. Like I don't love that. I have to do that. Um, that is my job mm-hmm. now. I'm mm-hmm. honored to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but meditation, you, I want to tell kids in the inner city, you can get for, far further than I ever could on a mountain or in a wingsuit mm-hmm. through meditation. I have mm-hmm. felt, I have bathed in rainbow light through meditation. I know what limitlessness feels like mm-hmm. and you don't need any of that. Sure. It sounds cool. I get popular. You know what I mean? Like the photos are neat, but we, we don't need any of it. It's so beautiful. And what kind of meditation do you practice or do you have a daily practice or you just kind of flow or how is it with you? Um, it goes in and out. I wish I I haven't meditated in a while and I need it. Um, I've been traveling so much. It's, I need to get grounded again. But for me, um, there's so many different ways I find it running. Um, and through the right, uh, music, I can get to those states, uh, breath work. Uh, I, I just came back from the rainforest and with just breath, I found those states. Um, what I, kind of breathing practice? So the, I'm certified in something called transformational breathing from what I've heard. It's very much like holotropic, but I've never done holotropic, so I can't uh-huh. confirm that, but it sounds like this. <sighs> And it's a belly breath and mm-hmm. then you bring it up into the heart and then it starts, um, it's crazy. I, it brings up whatever needs to come up mm-hmm. and, um, and how long do you breathe, breathe like that? Um, if I could, I would do it all day, <laughs> but like in a session, is there, there in they, sessions? They vary. Uh, they vary. I would say, uh, an average session, two hours. And do you get this tetany in your, in your I arms? Get the tetany, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel all of my injuries. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and I, and I feel like I'm healing them too, and then it clears that I'm oxygenating the system. Yeah. So this is something really super interesting that I think we should actually share more about. And um, holotropic breathing is a is a it is the same it's the same breath that okay. you just described. So it's a practice that I did with uh, one of my uh, another one of my very controversial teachers, Steve Ross, who uh, who taught teaches yoga in, in West LA, and he's been 
a yogi for probably 40 years, um, been living on a raw diet and truly meditating all day. Really someone who really, really lives and, and walks his talk. But he introduced us to holotropic breathing. And I have to say that I think I had some of the most dramatic clearings from that breathing. And the way that I could, for me, it was an emotional residue, but I could see in the beginning. So we would lie down flat and you would do that breath. So the breath is a, it's a belly breath. So you're like, (sighs) 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 right? Like that. And he would put on this amazing soundtrack, which was very like, do you have a soundtrack too? No. In the rainforest. So it's like, so it's very like theatrical and soundtracky and movie and Intended to trigger. Right. So there would be sort of like primitive sounds and then very epic sounds and then very inspirational sounds and then holy sounds. Um, And you go through this journey. So you're breathing. And for the first five minutes, when you're going for the first five minutes, you're thinking to yourself, I cannot do this. It hurts. This is really uncomfortable. I want to get up. Right. I can't do this. I'm dizzy. It hurts. And then all of a sudden you hit like after five minutes and all of a sudden you're like blissed out. I mean, that it, it, go, it goes kind of in and out. What I had for me, because I did a lot of drugs when I was a young person in my teen years. And, um, and so for a minute, when I start to completely leave my body, I had a little bit of like, wait, like I'm out of control. And then I realized that by the time I had that thought, the energy had changed. Like it's literally a moving river of energy that's shifting, shifting, shifting. So in the beginning for me, I would get the tetany. And tetany is something where your hands stiffen up like a claw. (laughs) And and your mouth, you can't move your face because your face feels like it's in a G-force, right? It's so weird. It's so weird. I'm so glad we're bonding over this experience. We haven't talked about this before. So, um, but then after, so I did, then when you... After a while, after you've breathed, so I don't know, maybe for over 30 minutes, suddenly you can stop breathing. You don't need to breathe. You definitely lose sense of time too. So you won't have, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know it's been 30 minutes. And I don't, I'm just back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. But in in our practice, there is a facilitator that Mm -hmm. does it with you. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. do this on your own. And they would be holding the space and making sure that your breathing is correct, that you're not hyperventilating. Um, And then with this practice, uh, they would also, we also work on pressure points with specific verbal triggers oh that's cool you're sick it's it's okay Mm. to feel this way you know uh things that might and bring things up that (laughs) but they would be coming up for you i I would also say if you're considering this um don't necessarily take our experience uh to be your own because the whatever needs to come will and i've watched when i've facilitated people past lives come up some scary stuff uh people who have been deceased and are coming back to connect with you um and so it can be so diverse or it can be nothing the very first time I did it um I checked out I don't remember anything mm-hmm. uh and the facilitator said that I stopped breathing for a long time but that's okay you know so just know that there's a variety of things that can go on uh but in any case it's somehow the most profound practice I've ever done that I don't understand also no drug has ever taken me to the place to that place. Breath work can. Yeah, that's all very, very, very good. Yes. And you should always do this with a practitioner, you know, so that you have someone holding space. But I will say that after, um, you know, the end part is just, it's trans transcendental. I mean, you're just, you're flying somewhere with no space, no time. You guys, that was it. It just kind of cut off after we got to the end of the holotropic breathing discussion. Anyway, it was super 
fun having Lindsay down. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, at least 30 minutes of the conversation that you got to listen into. Once again, we're big advocates of breath work. Um, I myself use breath work for all different kinds of experiences to move energy through my body, to connect me with something greater than myself, to help me balance hormones, to just balance my body and allow me to be grounded and also connected to divinity. So find a breath practice um, that you can learn from a qualified teacher. And um, also Kundalini yoga is a very uh, uh, amazing yoga practice that is tied in very, very closely to the breath and about moving energy through using the breath. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I want to thank everybody who has donated to support the show. I appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea. Um, It's because of you that I'm able to continue to produce these shows, to continue to explore uh, spiritual pursuits and gather knowledge and create content and share it with you. So thank you so much to everybody who donates on Patreon. Um, You guys are a beloved tribe and uh, I deeply appreciate you. Also, thank you to everybody who has ever made a one-time donation to support the show. I greatly appreciate you. So you guys, if you want to keep in closer contact with me, subscribe to my newsletter at srimati.com. I'm going to have a one page up there with uh, kind of the next evolution, some tips um, to go along with this cheese is nuts now that it's been out. I've been able to field a lot of the questions and see what people are asking. So I'm going to put up like a one page PDF. um, So you can go there with your questions and and hopefully find an answer to them. It's going to take me about two weeks to get that up. So bear with me. We are leaving for Ireland in a few days. I'm going there to teach one week of our plant power world transformation with Rich Roll. It's going to be incredible. We're going to meet the happy pair there. We actually still have a few spots left, if you can believe that. So if you're interested and you think it's your divine appointment, contact Mel at ourplantpowerworld.com. She'll get back to you. Come join us and uh, change your life. It's going to be quite extraordinary. I will be back on the air August 2nd. I'll be back in LA for a very long time, six whole weeks. And I will be finishing my follow-up to the Plant Power Way, Plant Power Atalia. I've got to get that in by September so that the book can be released in April. So anyway, expect to see a lot of amazing food from me. And um, also, as always, continued uh, spiritual wisdom. I couldn't say that. Spiritual wisdom. Uh, It's going to be an amazing year. Uh, I kind of consider September the new year. It's kind of the spiritual new year. And um, definitely feeling a thinning of the veil and a coming into even deeper and deeper aspects of what it means to be a spiritual being having a human experience or possibly a multidimensional being having a simultaneous experience. What about that possibility? So anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I honor you. I love you. And remember that even if no one else believes in you, that I believe in you to find your way home, your way into living your best, most authentic life. How could it be otherwise? You are a divine emanation of God and you were created in perfection. No one can be you except you. So do it and do it with courage and love and compassion and celebration and freedom. 
Um, anyway, until next time, I'm sending you and your families lots of love and lots of grace. Be well. Namaste. Namaste.